Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And we're talking yellow second, but this podcast is approximately 10,000 seconds. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. So we, we are moving from talking about ska to scatting. Yeah, that's going to be our new season. From, from, from ska to scat. <laughs> from scuba to boop boop to beetle bop bap. <laughs> this oh, is magna- magnified peely bop bop a doo. So many unsubscribers right now. <laughs> People are like, oh, this looks like a... Nope, never mind. <laughs> and I'm out. And they hit, they pulled that rip cord and they are done. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, John, how are you doing? You know, all things considered, doing okay. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to... I don't want to jump into our, our Joy Boys segment too early right. in the pod, but... There's one thing I do want to jump into right away because, oof. Good call. Yeah. I am drinking my third hashtag Meg beer, uh, Meg from Monterey. Thank you, Meg. Still drinking those beers. John already (laughs) finished his. Fresh out of Meg beers. (laughs) I've been saving them for the pod for the specific consumption of them on the pod and you were there like, was there was no written agreement uh <laughs> fine <laughs> but now that you're saying that i'm like yeah that would have made sense to do that um unfortunately i couldn't uh, pace myself apparently and so i'm out of meg beers but i do have uh what do i have here uh half acre hazy pale ale Ooh, which which uh which one what's it called tome oh yeah that one tome. is that is delish yeah, well, I take a Meg beer, but you know, I already drank all this. Yeah. So, um, you know, John, this is this is an episode. Oh, you, oh man, you getting that getting that pour? ASMR. Well, you know, I haven't even mentioned the Meg beer I'm drinking. What is it? I'm drinking the Alvarado Street Mai Tai PA. This is one that yeah. you that yes. you drank your first Meg beer that you consumed on the air. Never forget my first Meg beer. <laughs> Who does? Who can forget? <laughs> just I uh, remember that. Maybe that first day. It was a warm it was, night. It was a war. It was a warm night. Was the, the sky was full of stars. Um, I, was, I laid a blanket down and I just looked up. My hands uh, behind my head and I said, mm, "This is one delicious." Okay, I don't know. This is getting weird. That's, that's pretty good. Um, is uh, are you saving the Delorean one for last? Oh, I didn't get a Delorean one. Meg. Come on. <laughs> Just <What>? kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I think, the, so uh, from my understanding, the Alvarado Street Brewing uh, had a, a DeLorean base. It was like a special release or whatever. Yeah, a special re- release. Uh, okay. And I don't think it was out yet. Okay. I think I remember her saying if it was available, yeah, she'd yeah, okay. send it to us. So I just heard um, DeLorean and forgot the rest of the words around it. <laughs> 
Um, or, you know, just being a complete asshole as per usual. Um, <laughs> just like, oh, where's, you're giving me free beers. Where's, <laughs> where's my DeLorean beer, Meg? I want a specific kind of free beer. <laughs> Return to sender. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, no, they've all been delicious, and yeah, this, we welcome this... all listener said beers. <laughs> yes, please get us drunk. Um, the Mai Tai PA is is Good, delicious. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm into, into it. it. I'm into yeah. it. Um, so, John, this this week, so this week we're talking Yellow Second. Yes, and I think it's uh, not dissimilar to some of those later. Brave Saint Saturn records. Correct. You and I were not especially familiar with Yellow Second. No. And as I started listening to Yellow Second, I was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> I am really into this. I can't wait to talk to my buddy John about <laughs> Yellow Second and how great it is." And you started. I went on a journey. <laughs> you went on a journey, and you were like. Not super into it. Not really digging in the the way Scott sings. Not really digging the way some of these songs are a little too poppy. And I was not having any of it. I was I was so I was so upset. I was like sending you texts, and I'm like, "How can you not be into Plume? What is wrong with you?" And yeah. and I was like, I was getting flashbacks to Arthur. Yes. And I was I like went back and I was listening to some of that episode today, and I I I was so beside myself when you were like <laughs> you were like my color coding thing I have you know I I have yellow for the songs I really like and green for ones that are okay, and you're like it, I got that's right it's it's yellow then green right yes that, okay and you're like and there is not any yellow on this and I was like what. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there's not a single Arthur song that you're like, oh, this is great. You're like, nope, not. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah. So, um, I feel like this is a little bit of a different situation. I feel like you maybe have evolved a little bit over the course of the week on yes. on Yellow Second, but so I don't. Maybe this episode won't be as explosive because <laughs> I, yeah, I, t- I, mean, I was I, at the start of this week. I was already upset. <laughs> about we, like, <laughs> we generally save our sort of like takes on things yeah. uh, from each other until we record. Cause I'm like, right. I don't want to, you know, give away the farm. Right. But I'm like, I think you asked me like a week ago or something like about that yellow second. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and this seems to be par for the course for us in terms of, uh, side project episodes. Uh, so we did the Arthur episode, as you said, folks can go back and listen to the MXPX side project, uh, Arthur episode we did. Uh, Arthur ranks dead last for me out of the (laughs) side projects we've covered. (laughs) And (laughs) that would put, um, well, I don't, you know, we'll get into it. I would say brave St. Saturn, eventually came to have a, a, a pretty strong place in my heart and yellow second is up there as well. Well ahead of Arthur. I think it's just the, the thing that all three of those have in common is emo baby. Yeah. And it's just not as much my thing. 
However, when I was texting you about stuff, okay, so we're what the, the record we're covering in this episode is Altitude. Only right. one track by track of Yellow Second in this episode. And that's the album I was listening to. And the first listen through, I was just like kind of taken aback by it. We'll get into it. It's very, oh God. It's very polished. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm so prepared for the worst takes on this episode. <laughs> and then like the second time through, I was like, you know, there's some songs I really like. And it was never that I, I, you know, there are a lot of great melodies. I understand a great melody when I hear one. Well, I don't know. There was plenty of that. It was more just like the production sheen of it. But by like, and I told you this, I went on a journey. We were we were texting and following about it as I <laughs> was evolving. Um, by like the second listen, I was like, you know, there's a lot of songs on here I actually really respond to. And now I'm at the point where there are a lot I like. However, the mm-hmm. real wrinkle in this whole thing happened when I, listened to the first two albums of theirs right and that kind of blew the whole thing open because and get ready for what is maybe a hot take here like i definitely like the other two albums more than altitude (laughs) well i don't see that's the thing i don't we were trying to uh get a sense from listeners where they stand on on yellow second because I mean, we've we've had people say, "Hey, you're going to cover Yellow Second? Are you going to cover Yellow Second? We're like, right. "Yeah, we're going, yeah, definitely." Uh, but we haven't had a ton of people reach out to us. I mean, yeah. we've had we've had some, and yeah. I think the consensus is, uh, I would say, a majority a of the pe- bag. majority of the people I would say positive, and then there's like some people who are like, "Meh, it's okay," but not yeah. my not my favorite. I won't probably return to it, but um, I do know that it does seem to be consensus that altitude is the one that people know best. It's the only one on Spotify. It's the only one that was a major label release. Like I think that's the one people know best and I would just, you know, and we'll get into it, but I would say if you've heard that and you're not a big fan, go back and find the earlier albums because the second album in particular, there's, I am super into. So once that was, once that was revealed to me, I was like, Oh, I have a totally different opinion. So now yellow second, probably pretty easily, ranks first out of the yeah. side projects we've covered. Yeah. So go uh, to yellow second.bandcamp.com yes. uh, where they have all three albums yeah. streaming there. And they're also only uh, like five bucks each to download. So yeah. So just go support them. Um, yeah. So you can get their discography for like 15 or 16 bucks or whatever, you know, yeah. it's, it's, not much. And, uh, but yeah, th- so their album, June 1, and then their second album, Still Small, uh, are definitely less polished, less less of the sheen. Yeah. Uh, but Still Small rules. Yeah, uh, I really like it but, a lot. But we're going to be talking Altitude today, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on, yeah, we'll touch on the, the other releases some. But John, I feel like we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. But I just, I it's just true. felt like up top, I needed to bring up this yeah. potential controversy because yes. I don't know. I mean, sometimes people, the people who don't listen to the full episode, uh, they might start listening to the second half and be like, "What? What's the deal? Why? <laughs> Why are they I'm talking about paste picante sauce?" <laughs> I'm just trying to give a little context here to we have a, we have a side project history, I guess you could say. Yes. Where I 
me in my more pedestrian tastes. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not as highly evolved as not everybody can have have the highly evolved musical <laughs> tastes as John Potter. I'm on the right side of history. I'm not trying to False. yuck news. your yum, buddy. We know about not yucking yums. I, I'm I'm happy that you find joy in it. I just haven't been able to at the same level that you have for most of these side projects. Yeah. But uh, it might be a different story with this one. I you know it's uh, there's a lot we'll, going on. We'll get we'll we'll get into it. Yes. Um. Uh. John. So I think we should talk about being some joy boys over here. I like it. Let's do it over here. Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. Our now weekly Joy Boy segment. That's right. And we haven't had any. Uh, we haven't had any shout to the pod submissions oh, yet. Man, yeah. Last week we talked about. We didn't want to just make this about stuff that's bringing us joy during this time. We want of to know darkness. what's bringing you joy. Yeah. So, so shout to the pod. Make a joyful noise into the pod and <laughs> and let us know what's what's bringing you some joy too. Because yeah, this is not just about us. We're trying to make this about. The community of Magpod listeners, we want to know, we want to know what's bringing you joy these days because it's super easy to focus on the negative, but yeah. we got to we got to find those small things in the day to day that are bringing us joy. So, John, what is bringing? What's making you a joy boy right now? <laughs> I can't remember if we've talked about this, but were you a fan of the show Community? Um, it's it's a show that I maybe have seen like a couple yeah. moments of, but I've never, and it seems like one of those shows that I, it would probably be like, yes. if I watched it, it'd probably be like one of my favorite shows of all time. I think so. But, but I, I, for whatever reason, and this is, this is completely irrational, but I've had this, what's the, the main actor's name? Joel McHale. Joel McHale. I've, I've had this irrational dislike <laughs> of him. Uh-huh. Because he, as a person, he just seems like a douche, and oh, so he seems and, nice. But like I, and I'm, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's like the character I, he plays. Yeah, I don't know. And and also like uh, Chevy Chase is in real life an actual douche. Yes, yeah. And so I was like, I don't know, like just a couple douchey guys douching <laughs> it up. But it it just seems it's but it but it has uh, our boy Childish Gambino does uh it's a very ensemble driven show like i love Chevy chase is only a minor part and even though joe McHale plays the main character like it's definitely not like it all revolves around him my favorite character is definitely neither of those two but i'm pretty sure i brought this up in the past and you've said that and what i've said is i have them all on dvd if you want to borrow them <laughs> <laughs> which is true I'm sure it's on netflix. <laughs> it's on netflix now yeah so <laughs> i think you should go check it out um Particularly Abed and Troy, Troy being the Donald Glover character, right. uh, I think you'll appreciate. And they do a lot of, int- I mean, it's the same uh, guys as uh, Rick and Morty. So there's a lot of like, again, right. kind of like story stuff and philosophical stuff and meta stuff. So anyway, all that to say, I am a huge fan of the show. And this week they did something similar to what uh, Parks and Rec did, where they didn't have a reunion on TV, but they had, they did like a, um, a, a reading of an episode over zoom and then release that on YouTube. And um, then they had like a conversation about it afterward and it brought me great joy. So that's mine this week. That's, that's outstanding. You know, I've, I've, I've uh, been appreciating the, um, you know, the, the, some good news, John Krasinski's like been bringing mm-hmm. um, like he did something with the castmates from the office, I think. 
Right. Yeah. They so, uh, recreated the wedding dance. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I think this, this time of, and this is that sort of, I know a lot of it is like nostalgia based and, sure. and I, I'm, I'm here for it. I think we're at a time right now where we just need just some of that, that feel good stuff just to kind of help us joy, get through and yeah, that, that we all, we're all joy boys and joy girls. Uh, even though, uh, that, that doesn't have the alliteration or not the, no. not the alliteration, the, uh, the rhyme. I know, I know words. Um, yeah. Joy girl is not, is not the same joy. Thing. I don't know. Lay doys. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Gay girl. I don't know. Sure. That, that just sounds like now I'm just. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's probably not what you want. Not, yeah, gay is not. I mean, maybe if this were like the 1940s, like ah, that that dame over there is quite gay. <laughs> I think that's a new segment. <laughs> yeah, we just we just read like we're reading old like 1940s newsreel. Extra, extra, <laughs> extra, extra! All these dames are gay over here. <laughs> Five Iron Frenzy may or may not release album. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, we're we're just yeah. Well, this is this. I don't know. Maybe we need to have a newsies segment. Yeah, and coming back into the studio, Reese Roper says he knows his lyrics. Uh, extra, extra. Reese Roper knows his lyrics. Hell's freezing over. Uh, this is gold. This is gold, Jerry. Uh, so. You know, honestly, this this might sound a little a little corny, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm an earnest guy. Mm-hmm. I'm an emo guy. I'm I like talking about my feelings. Mm-hmm. But honestly, what's bringing me joy right now is this podcast, oh. and you and the listeners who are reaching out lately, and a lot of the new people who are reaching out to us and as we're sort of struggling to maintain communication with people and have those meaningful connections, it's really nice. It's been, it just felt this season has felt especially affirming. A hundred percent. And you know, I can't say enough nice things about the people in five iron because they have been exceptionally kind and cool to us. Yeah. Yeah, and I just it just makes me feel like John John and I have just been doing this for fun for next John. We're our two year anniversary is next month. So we need to do something special for for our two year anniversary. But it feels like we've been working so hard at this, <laughs> and it and I feel like this season especially people have been like saying oh man this band has meant a lot to me it's so great that you guys are like talking about a band that has been significant to me and and i don't know i just feel as as uh an enneagram four and wanting to be authentic and (laughs) to be seen it just i just feel seen and it makes me it's the one kind of one of the the one bright spot in my week to get to sit here talk with you uh and now that you've joined Marco Polo, getting to see your <laughs> see your face a lot more than just uh, in this little box every week, but yeah. you know, drink beers and just bullshit and stuff. It's just it's it really is uh, 
something that's bringing me quite a bit of joy these days. I certainly co-sign all of that. And yeah, I think to have just the pod in general to kind of be pouring ourselves into um, during this time has been really fun. Um, But then, yeah, to have the community around the band and now around the pod um, engaged the way uh, it has, has been like super gratifying. So yeah, I agree with all that. Shout out to Magpod Nation. Magpod Nation. We love you. We do. Um, So we don't have as many voicemails as we had last week. Sure. But we... We do have we do have a familiar familiar mm. voice. Mm. Uh, Andrew and John, this is Reese Roper. Um, I told you I'm not going to listen to your podcast anymore because I want you guys to just completely rip me a new one <laughs> and not be afraid to do it. But somehow I found out that you wanted to know what my Enneagram personality test number was, and I took it. I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but it's 475, (laughs) right? So I don't know if that's good or not. It seems like maybe I took the wrong test. All right. (laughs) You guys are doing great. I love what you're doing for the kids. Uh, Mag pod for life. Thanks Reese. Um, (laughs) I think, I think you may have inadvertently given us your SAT score, (laughs) Um, but you definitely did not take the Enneagram. That was a real Uh, bait and switch. I was really excited to find out. I know, (laughs) but it was ultimately a more satisfying Reese answer. Classic, classic Reese answer. (laughs) Um, Also look, Reese, (laughs) I know it's, I know it's your kink for us to, you know, (laughs) make fun of you and, and, and denigrate you. But we told you, you listening or not listening to the pod is not going to change how we talk about you or the band or whatever. It's so also... Especially when we cover the DVD soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get yeah, ready, we, buddy. G- get ready. I'm getting my tearing, my tearing fingers out. Yeah, we need... <laughs> <laughs> to tear you a new one. You get your your tearing fingies. You're gonna yeah. you got your your Potter my claws. fingerless gloves. Yeah, <laughs> for tearing. Yeah, just just sharpen up them nails, boy. That's right. <laughs> get out that nail file and get to get to shredding. No, but we talk about the we talk about the enneagram on this a lot, and mm-hmm. I think I don't know. It would, and also, I don't believe that he's he's not listening. He he found out somehow. Mm. Okay, so you found you found a loophole, is what you're telling? Is that mm. so? You're not listening, but other people are giving you the details. That sounds like some bullshit, Reese. So, Greg Taint, stop talking to Reese. We yeah. know you listen. We, we know love Greg- baby pizza. <laughs> we don't want you telling Reese about the pie. We just want baby pizza. Yeah. So, if Reese, if you're not going to listen, then then you're then no one else can give you can give you the information. So you got to choose one, buddy. Get with, get with it. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> other voicemails. <laughs> yeah, we have our boy Robert Gay, uh, who is talking to us about Yell Second. Macpod, uh, Robert Gay here. So Yellow Second, uh, very excited that you guys are going to be covering this band. Um, Scott is so talented. 
I I really really love Jello Seven. Um, for me, the best album is still Small, um, but I really like Altitude as well. June One is okay. Um, it didn't didn't really hook me very much, but still Small is one of my favorite albums. Yes. Uh, for a while, and it might, it might still be true for me, um, but for a while I liked Yellow Second more than Five Iron Frenzy. Mm. Um, I think I circled back around, and there's there's different things for me, and I I don't feel like one's necessarily better than the other. But musically, man, there's a lot of stuff going on in Yellow Second that just makes me feel like so excited. Um, mm. They've got a lot of those like papas and doos, and I know it's not <laughs> super influenced by Beach Boys, Power yeah, Pop. Yeah, yeah. That kind of led me down that path. Um, but songs like Swing Set and Lesser Ones are really fantastic. And I did get to see Yellow Second Live, uh, I think only once at Rocktown here in Nashville. <laughs> yes, and I can't remember if it was like a tour with the Rocket Summer or just around the same time as I was into that band as well. They might have been together, but I think not because I think it was just Yellow Second and maybe one other band. And there were like five people there. But I was front row. Uh, I was singing along to every word. And I feel like Scott was really, really bummed because there was barely mm. anyone there. And he left Five Island to start this project and then, like, nobody seemed to care. But I was so into it and always really disappointed that there weren't more people um, getting into uh, Yellow Second. Uh, I guess that's about all that I have to say on that. Not pod for life. That's right. Thanks, buddy. So, uh, I've I looked up I tried to find some live yellow second and there mm. is uh and there is one some video from I mean this was much later so mm-hmm. this is I think already maybe after Five Iron got back together but this was some from uh from the Ogden Theater from 2013 so mm. um and there's a decent sized crowd there so mm. I don't know. Uh, I that is a bummer. I think that I think when you're when you're associated with a, a a band and your side project is like I don't know. Like I'm I'm curious. Like at the same same time, like what like for MXPX, what like the tumble down yeah. crowds were like. If if they were like, I gotta imagine they were nowhere near the size. Yeah, that's MXPX. And so, you know, you probably Mike and the band are playing in a, a small dive bar and there's probably like 20 or 30 people there. I'm, I'm assuming never got to see tumble down. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, forgot, I forgot to include tumble down on my list of side projects we've covered that. I that's, mean, tumble that's down number one with a bullet. Tumble down, yeah. No, tumble down is the, I mean, and the cooties too. You can't forget. That's the cooties. true. Yeah. I can never you, forget the cooties. You, you forgot, you forgot. <laughs> He shot a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Sorry. But, so anyway. yeah, so I I feel like if I were Scott, I too would be disappointed at yeah. that side of that kind of a crowd, especially since I and I don't and I, I think Rocket Town is kind of a decent sized venue. I think so. It's got that Smitty money. Um I mean I hope I hope the Rocket Summer did play there because seeing the Rocket Summer at Rocket Town is really the ideal yep. 
uh, package. Um, you know, perhaps we'll uh, hear more about um, hmm. how those shows went as time went on hmm. in a future episode. Yeah, it's fascinating. Wink, 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 billy, billy. Uh, so what do your, you seem to co-sign Robbie G's yes. takes on the Beach Boys influence, yet you hate Yellow Second. Let, <laughs> t- tell me, tell me about that. First of all, this is fake news. Um, <laughs> no, I, yes. Yeah. You hate the, the bop I'm okay with the bop You know, I feel like. The, I mean, the, the Beach Boys comparison is apt. They are yeah. doing complex musical things within the packages of simple pop songs. And that's kind of like what most songwriters <laughs> in the world of pop or rock aspire to. So the Beach Boys loom large. I think it's an apt comparison. I think sometimes it gets tossed around to mean when bands produce so hard that they go off the rails you know what i mean where it's like so much production oh come on (laughs) this is this is this is hardly this is a power it's a power pop record i'm just saying maybe a little less powerful no I think no. I know no, I've talked this, about this. There's the, there's the exact right amount of power on this record. <laughs> on the first two records, yeah, you're right. Oh, God um, <laughs> but um, I, I know this I've is, talked. This, this. <laughs> this is this is some foreshadowing <laughs> to, <Yes. laughs> to, to the second segment. Um, the I know I've talked about this. I can't remember what album I was talking about, but the great movie Walk Hard uh, has the section where the Johnny Cash like figure that john c Riley plays is in his brian wilson stage and he's gone off the deep end and in this giant studio and he's like i need ten thousand didgeridoos and all these didgeridoo <laughs> players come in uh just saying it's it's little ten thousand didgeridoos territory no. for me sometimes <laughs> false what are you even talking about what the, po- <laughs> the point is robert Where? is my dude because oh, okay. that 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 simple sort of Beach Boys uh, vibe is definitely there on the earlier albums as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I agree with his overall assessment. I wish I have seen Yellow Second at Rocketown. Agreed. And uh, I just feel like if there's anything that this podcast has made us realize, it's that you and I have missed pretty much all of the great side project bands live yeah it, I, I that's one of the number one things i've enjoyed about this actually is like hearing stuff i had no idea about including yellow second now um and really becoming a fan of a lot of it um, yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i think i mean so they will get into more of this too but they sort of i mean they broke up uh, in 2005 um and then had a reunion show in 2008 and then I know in 2011, they were kind of getting started again, but then that got shelved once Five Iron came back together. So right. I wonder if within that timeline that you're talking about, there was a show, um, yeah. how many shows I, there were in that stretch. Yeah. Um, what I would like to see, I mean, I would like to see some physical pressings of yeah, of these records. I mean, they're... I would love to have some yellow second on vinyl. I, I'm just, sure. I'm just super. It's just, it's, it's such a bummer to me that I had no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because there are certain 
when you're in like the the Denver scene or something, maybe it was more prevalent. I don't know. But I I yeah, I mean I like I said with Brave Saint Saturn, I was aware of them, but I had heard some Brave Saint Saturn. This is like I had not heard Yellow Never. Second until this week. Um, yes. So yeah, I definitely feel like I had only I only heard Yellow Second. Again, it was another one of those things where I started listening to it because of the podcast. Right. And and I had no idea that that I would end up loving it so much. Yeah. Well, maybe we need to talk to a producer of ours about uh, some vinyl <laughs> for these guys. Yeah. I'm uh, sure this see, thought has occurred to them to, to him. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Let's see if we can just dis- let's see if we can decipher what Danny Stairs is saying here. So boys, stairs calling again Okay, see, okay, Danny, if you're going to leave us voicemails, this is, you're not driving anymore. <laughs> you're at home. <laughs> this is. Why, you're, you're talking to the wrong, uh, you got to talk to the phone, buddy, not, yeah, not your elbow. Yeah, this is, you, you, you don't leave the phone across the room, <laughs> put it near your face. There's, there's uh, no, there is no reason. There's no, there's no reason for this. He said that we threw Saki under the bus. Yeah, I don't know what he's even talking about. <laughs> not only can we not hear you, but you're not making any sense. Um, send us fake, an email, buddy. Fake, yeah, fake news. <laughs> I don't remember throwing him under the bus. I do not remember throwing Saki under the bus. When have we? When we have had? Oh, maybe he was talking about. Oh, you know what? I bet he's he's saying we threw Saki under the bus because I was talking about how anti-Meridian, how the it was not the best production uh, and, and the mixing the, and whatnot. Maybe the mixing and the and the yes 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 yeah. But uh, I wasn't throwing Saki under the bus. I think what I'm saying is factually accurate, <laughs> and yeah. there's really only I don't know. It just seemed like a. Maybe the the time wasn't spent on anti meridian that maybe could have been, or maybe it was just that the the production level that Reese was working. I don't know. I don't know. It's we'll it's, never know. We'll never. There's no way to ever know. <laughs> we haven't talked to anybody involved with the project. <laughs> yeah. They shall have talk on magnified pod. <clears throat> Hey guys, what's up? It's Casey Sack. Thanks for the call out. Oh, dude, I was cracking up when you guys were like, <laughs> you're like, this guy sounds like he's smiling all the time. You guys don't even know how much I've gotten out in my life. Everyone <laughs> calls me the smiley guy. Like, you know, you have a subtitle on Facebook. Mine says, I smile 98% of the time. <laughs> so I've had a whole bunch of people like, I, you know, I reposted that into my story on Instagram. Like, I've had so many people replying like, dude, it's so true. Everybody knows that about you. <laughs> So I just want to say thanks, dude. That was hilarious. I showed my girlfriend. She was cracking up. She's like, man, they know you're down. Um, anyway, um, I love this last podcast. I was super looking forward to this new Brave St. Saturn one because, like you guys, I really didn't listen to it much just until these last few that were on it. And um, I was super impressed. Like, here's the news first. That's my number one. Um, yes. My number two is Starling. That's right. like you said, that one, like, Got me right in the fields. It's right, man. Like, man, this is actually really cool. Um, and then my number three is a bit of a hard take. It's actually begin again because I just love that space island vibe I get from it. And uh, I don't know, just anything that's got that feel to it, I'm a sucker for. Like even um, 
like Led Zepp, my favorite song is Jamaica because I just love that whole, uh, you know, island Jamaican sort of reggae oriented sort of Scottish. I don't even really know if I'm classifying this properly, but you know what I mean. Um, and then, uh, yes, I will absolutely send you guys my metalcore fans music. So we were, we were from about 2009 to about 2012. So there's some bleeps and bloops in there. We were a key yeah. metalcore band. So I will send you guys that. And I loved the last episode. And as usual, Magnified Pod for... Wow. I just stumbled on my words. Magpod for life! Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What's what's not what's not to love about our boy Casey Shaw? Yeah. Uh so I can't wait to hear your metalcore band. So <laughs> John, we talked about um like we've been getting a lot of music from listeners. Yeah. And so I think we're gonna need to do just a straight up segment yeah. of of people who have sent in their music. So if you have sent us in your music and we haven't played it or talked about it yet just be patient we're going to we're going to we want to put a little together put together words words are hard uh we're going to put a little together to the letter we're going to put together a little segment with you know just highlighting some of your music so yeah. if you've got some stuff send it your way i mean we can't we can't only play tiger jack and and my and my <laughs> My shitty music from high school. Yeah, you know. it's time for more. And I, I can't wait to picture Casey smiling while he's he's mixing <laughs> it up on that bass, getting oh, that pit man. started. Oh, dude, I can't. And, and he's got some keys in there, too. I mean, I wonder uh, if it's I like, do it. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like some under oath kind of stuff. I don't yeah. know. I'm ready. I'm ready I'm to ready. hear it. Uh, my body's ready. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap up these these uh, these voicemails. Thanks everybody for sending them. Yeah. So if you'd like to send more, you could do it at 8727624763 8727magpod. Woo! It's easy easy to do. It's true. So John it's it's yeah, it's rich man. It's been a while since we've had a game ah. for you. Mm. So John, I have to question I have a question for you. Let's hear it. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> Would you like to play a Would game? Would you like to play a game? Thermonuclear uh, war. <laughs> my yeah, my my. Do you want to play a game? Is is a is a saw right, reference. Right. I'm 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 jigsawing it over here. I'm imagining a little clown wheeling in on his bike and asking <laughs> me to play the game every time. And yep. I say yes, jigsaw. And good thing you and good thing you get the answers mostly right. Otherwise, <laughs> I kill you. Yep. In in ironic ways. Yep. LOL. <laughs> oh, so, Jigsaw. Oh, Jigsaw. So, John, today we are talking Yellow Second. Specifically, we're talking the album Altitude. Mm. So, today, I'm going to ask you some questions about things that have to do with Altitude. <laughs> okay and height in okay. a game that I call Andrew and John get really, really high. <laughs> I love it. Are you ready for the game? Are you ready? <laughs> I think I'm ready. I'm, I'm a little scared of heights. So, 
You might have to hold on to my hand. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hold you close. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a ski uh, lift is like my worst nightmare. That Those are terrible. Uh, if there's anything <laughs> that I don't like, it's being <laughs> confined in a small basket being held up on a cable with, yeah. no, with nothing surrounding me. This guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, they I say there's it. like mountains and water people, and I am decidedly the latter. Interesting. Uh, I love the mountains, but I, I read recently in regards to airplanes that a plane has never crashed because of turbulence. However, uh, that doesn't t- make my brain feel any less distressed right. in any time uh, there's turbulence because I'm like, fuck this plane i well, yeah we shouldn't I'm, be in a, a metal tube flying through the skies <laughs> that doesn't make any sense no it doesn't but i also and these are these are the sorts of things that my brain tries to justify it's like <laughs> i've I, a pilot was describing it's like in movies it's um i saw this on a on a thread somewhere on facebook it's like what is it that tv and movies gets wrong about your profession and a pilot was explaining all of the things that they get wrong. And it's like, and it's like the turbulence thing. Planes don't crash because of turbulence. Uh, and he's like, if, a, if an engine burns out, that the plane won't go down. They're designed that they can go, they can go on one engine. And even if both engines go out, the plane can coast. So that's not how any of it works. And so my brain already knows this. Sure. But even still, if there's turbulence, I'm like, I'm fucking dead. Fucking dying <laughs> right now. Going down. RIP no, me. You know, you're more likely to die in a car or whatever, but like there's not turbulence in cars usually. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't make the scenario less also, insane. Also, I'm in control. Right. Yeah. You're the captain now. This <laughs> This is uh, Andrew and John Therapy Corner. <laughs> We're talking about our, our deep-seated fears. Our issues with control and <laughs> fear. Yep. All right, let's, let's get back to the game. Okay. All right, John, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. First question. The Guinness Book of World Records has recorded hundreds of records achieved at high altitudes. Which of these is not a world record? record the highest altitude dance party on land the highest altitude dressage competition (laughs) the highest altitude pizza delivery on land or d the highest altitude playing of a board game or party game gosh which of these Uh, is not a world record you know Maybe the horses have a tough time where the air is thin. I'm, I'm going dressage. That's hey, correct. The, uh, there is no world record for uh, the highest altitude dressage. <laughs> but the highest altitude dance party was Sounds at great. over 19,000 feet on Kilimanjaro. Wow. The highest altitude pizza delivery was in South Africa at it was also uh it was on uh, kilimanjaro at over nineteen thousand feet by pizza hut uh it was a it was undertaken at the launch of the tanzania's at tanzania's first pizza hut and then the this is speaking to my heart the highest altitude board game 
was also on Kilimanjaro. Uh, and four people played Settlers of Catan. Hey. Kelly, hey. getting all that, that action. Getting what if that action. Um, you got a pizza and you're like, I ordered cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> This is kind of cold. <laughs> I it's, it, took, to... it, took, it took longer than 30 minutes. Is this free? <laughs> is this the one with the cheese and the crest? Because that's what I want. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. I'm on fire. Next, Let's do this. Yes. You got one right. Another world record. Uh, another Guinness Book of World Records. Highest hairstyle was achieved by several hairdressers June 21st, 2009. The attempt was made with real and fake hair. How high was the hairstyle? Was it A, over six feet, B, over eight feet, C, over 10 feet, or D, over 12 feet high? You know, and stuff like this, I think you're supposed to go in kind of the middle ground, but I'm not gonna play it safe. Um, I'm gonna go with 12 feet because that sounds ridiculous, but what if it was true? Going with 12 feet. Uh, I'm sorry. It The correct answer was over eight feet, specifically 8.73 feet. Or for those listening in metric parts of the world, that is 2.66 meters. Okay. High. I mean, your your hair is pumped pretty tight, but um, <laughs> it's as getting, high as can be. It's getting pretty high these days. <laughs> it's it's it was getting pretty high, and now the density of it is making it a little bit floppy. <laughs> uh, but it's not at eight feet yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so uh, one one for two. Altitude is the name of GI Joe's team. Uh, their recon scout. Mm. His real name is John Edward Jones, and he was born in Cambria, California. Altitude was first released as an action figure in 1990 as part of the Sky Patrol line. He joined the military after his budding career was cut short. What was Altitude's original career goal slash trajectory? Was he a football player? Was he a drummer in a band? Was he an actor? Or was he a cartoonist? Hmm. Boy, these are all good options. Also, I wonder if he ever took that red eye to Miami. You know I'm saying? <laughs> hey, that rope ref. Um, I'm 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 still thinking about the Marvel superhero who's in a punk band. So I'm gonna say he was a, a drummer in a band. Drummer in a band. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I'm sorry. No, he he was a cartoonist. Oh, fascinating. How meta. So he joined the military after his budding artistic career was cut short by the collapse of the syndicated cartoon industry. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a cartoonist had a particular axe to grind in that issue of G.I. Joe. <laughs> uh, and, and Altitude utilizes his photographic memory and drawing skills to bring back intelligence as a recon scout. That kind of rules. Man. <laughs> First I had to go find out all these Marvel superheroes, and now I want to go read some Altitude comics. Yeah, right? So, all right. So, one for three. Okay. You are blowing it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Altitude is the name of a 2010 Canadian horror movie. 
what what is the plot of this direct to video movie <laughs> is it a a group of friends flying in a small plane to see a concert are hit with turbulence that traps them in a nightmarish alternate dimension filled with endless sky and inhabited by a giant tentacled monster. Sounds good. It is later revealed that the events are mirroring situations in one of the characters' vintage comic books. Mm, Altitude style. Is it B, a team of experienced mountain climbers encounter mysterious forces at the peak after a shaman curses the group? After a pack of necessary supplies is sent over the edge of the mountain, it's a race against the clock to survive the descent as the group slowly turns on each other. Is it C? When an ancient artifact washes up on a Guam beach, area archaeologists enlist local divers next military to journey to the depths of the Mariana Trench to make sense of the otherworldly object, only to find an alien city teeming with life. Oh, shit. Or is it D? A mathematician inadvertently opens up a portal to hell when he solves a demonic geometric problem in an occult textbook. Now the professor and his worst students need to venture through the, por- the portal to find a way to close it. Hmm. Let me say, first of all, these all sound like good movies. <laughs> per usual, with my feedback on your you know, Marvel heroes or whatever, I think you should develop these uh, as some, get some treatments going for them. You know, I I feel like the most likely one is uh, the mountain one with the shaman curse. You're going mountain climbers encountering yep. the shaman. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. The correct answer is the group of friends flying in a small plane. Yes, that sounds fucking great. <laughs> and I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> well, it it has not great reviews on IMDb. <laughs> There's Shocking. a reason it was probably a direct-to-video movie, but it was—it's another meta uh, cartoonist commentary, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, this is it's fascinating. <laughs> Shout out to our Canadian listeners. Let us know. Let uh, us know what you think. You've seen this. I mean, let us know your reviews of Altitude, the Canadian classic. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up. Okay. So. All right, the last one. John, you are one, one for four. Started, oh, out, started out strong. I just got to say the poster for Altitude, dope AF. It's got the small plane and then just some tentacles coming in from the side. <laughs> I want to yeah. watch that movie. Yeah, it's it it seems... It, it's, it is not... Just like reading through the plot, I'm like, this movie sounds like hot garbage. Right, it's probably fine. another one of those examples of like Pete, the like that pilot I was talking about, who's like how movies get everything wrong. <laughs> sure, it's they like... get tentacle monsters all wrong. <laughs> yeah, I got good oh. news because on February second, twenty twenty, it was confirmed that filming was due to begin on a sequel. Oh, currently God. titled. Get ready for it. Currently titled Altitude Two, Altitude Here. <laughs> <laughs> I really oh, hope I, that's real. Uh, please be real. All right, so John, right, we, we need to do we need to do a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> oh, we, that's a great <laughs> idea. Where we watch Altitude. We're doing it. We, right. we should watch it uh, with uh, the members of Yellow Second. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like some shit that Andy would be into. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Andy was like, "Oh, I, I own this on DVD. You want to borrow it? <laughs> you can borrow it. <laughs> we'll do a swap." <laughs> All right, last question. 
Try and redeem yourself here, John. Yeah, let's see. All right. So speaking of getting high, <laughs> let's talk world record for the bulkiest drug seizure. <laughs> okay. Approximately how many tons of marijuana were seized to achieve this record? We're talking tons here. What? Is it A, 800? B, 1,700? C, 3,200? Or D, 4,100? Uh, now I'm going with my safe SAT style answer and going C. C, which is 3,200? Yeah, sounds right. Yes! Hey, hey. I know my marijuana tonnage. You know, you, yes. Uh, it is 2,900 metric tons of Colombian marijuana. I can't the, picture what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> that's a but lot. In a, it's it, from a 14-month-long project codenamed Operation Tiburon, the United States Coast Guard, in operation, a cooperation with Customs, DEA, and Colombian authorities, conduct Operation Tiburon that resulted in the record, record seizures, the arrest of 495 people, and the seizure of 95 vessels were announced on February 5th, 1982. And the cops probably smoked it all up on the way back. <laughs> yeah, yep. they just straight up smoked 3,200 tons. They're like, all right, fellas, there's only one way to do this. <laughs> yeah, there's only one way to get rid of all this evidence. A lot of brownie pans. <laughs> yeah, so they went from the record seizure to the record largest pot brownie pan. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that sounds great. Um, that was a good one. Yeah, so... Two for five. I mean, hey, I've done worse. You've, you've, you've done. Was that you did? You did one for five on the Marvel <laughs> one, right? Yeah, that's tough. And I was like, I love Marvel. I know all about it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I know. I'm, I'm fucking a big fan. Fucking, <laughs> you know, my. I know what was what was my uh, Shadow Mind. Shadow Mind. Yeah, love Shadow Mind. Yeah, man. One of my favorite Marvel heroes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a villain, bro. Oh yeah, sorry. He's got you're a, a you're a monster, <laughs> tentacle monster. <laughs> um, good game. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so I still want to get those Canadian reviews of <laughs> oh, of the Canadian classic Altitude. Oh, we're doing uh, but, it, but I really want to watch. I really want to watch it. Uh, but since we both hate flying, it would kind of be a nightmare for us to, <laughs> to both watch to both watch a tentacle monster try and take down a small plane. I mean, if I could convince myself that I was flying into some sort of parallel dimension, I'm like a little more interested. Um, looking about the two here and not finding much. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, should, we, should we take a break over here? Extra, extra. Podcast, just take a break over here. <laughs> that sucks. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> just, yeah. When we come back, we're going to be... We're going to be... <laughs> Cruise into a uh, an altitude of yellow. Oh God, I don't know what I'm saying. Just imagine a spinning newspaper with yellow second on it, like hitting you in the face. <laughs> yeah, extra, extra. This just in: John has the worst takes. <laughs> mm, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, we'll be back. <laughs> We've reached our cruising altitude. 
And we're back. We're back. we back. Um, wanted to say, Magnified Pod, brought to you by our Patreon punks. You can uh, support us at our Patreon, patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. And we wanted to welcome our newest Patreon punk, very generous, Candace Ward. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are going to get some Patreon exclusives happening very shortly. We promise uh, altitude viewing may or may not be part of the picture eventually. Yes. <laughs> we also want to shout out our boy, Ryan Cole. Another Patreon punk. So we really appreciate people joining, uh, joining Patreon. I know that we're, um, this has been, has been a weird year. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> we're trying on. a lot going on. We're trying to get some, uh, some new fresh content up there. Uh, but we appreciate, we appreciate anybody giving us this because in a, in a, in a sense, it's like, you know, the, some of the stuff that we have to pay for every month and every year, you know, for, keeping this going it's even if it's just like you know giving us a dollar a month yeah it's it it does it does help uh with some of those costs so we appreciate it we do. thank you v much we also appreciate anybody who answers our question of the week and this week our question of the week was about yellow second um we basically asked what are your thoughts on the band were you into them which album is your favorite you see them live uh, over on Instagram, jlesho09, Joseph Lesho, said, Yellow Second is great. The Five Iron Song Boomerang could easily be a Yellow Second song, and I love it. Talk about, about our that? intro song over here. That's right. What is this, an episode of Magnified Pod? <laughs> um, I could see that, though. That kind of like just solo bass riff intro. That's, yeah, uh, that, almost like we just had a little bass intro. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, we love bass intros. Yeah, we do. Um, on Twitter, Chris Stein, our buddy, said, Love Altitude. I haven't heard the other albums, unfortunately. There are some great catchy songs on Altitude, and Andy drums on it. It's true. Yay. We love when Andy drums. <laughs> um, over on Facebook, Brian Cambra said, I mean, I love Five Iron Frenzy, Brave Saints, Saturn, and Roper, but knew nothing about this band, um, which a few people liked, which suggests perhaps that resonates with them. Candace Ward, the aforementioned, said, I got a few of their CDs. I don't really remember much. Maybe I should give them another listen. We think you should, Candace. Uh, Jeremy Holtrup, I really tried to like Yellow Second, but nothing about their music ever stuck out to me. It was, Oof. is okay, but nothing Oof. I have the need to hear again. And Jeremy, I will just repeat what I said in the first segment, which is if you haven't listened to the first two albums of theirs, specifically the second one, I would highly recommend going to check the that out. The Yellow Second one? <laughs> the Yellow Second Second album. Not called Yellow, called Still Small. Um, I'm gonna let's see if we can confuse people as as much as we can. So, talking the second yellow second uh, second record, exactly. Yeah, this, uh, is great, this is a hashtag great bit. Sorry, I didn't really <laughs> yes and you on that one. I was <laughs> looking up to make sure that I got the album title correct, uh, which I did. So, thank you for those question of the week answers. <laughs> we encourage everyone to check out Yellow Second, especially after uh, we dive a little deeper in this episode. Yeah. Um, hashtag Andrew and John go deep. <laughs> Fully submerged. Fully submerged. Um, yeah. So. 
this is uh, I I I sent you a a picture this week showing you my this is this is something I've I've shouted out on the pod before. Uh, my my buddy Alex, who has a website called Soundproof, S O U N D P R U F, and what it does is it connects to your Spotify premium account and you can track your listening habits. And, and so you I, are. And I and I sent you a screenshot of my my yellow second listening this month. And just in total on Spotify in this this month, which is, you know, of only a few weeks, uh, I've listened to almost five hours of altitude. You were not the yellow second place listener you were no. the number one consumer of yellow second on spotify this month <laughs> uh well through at least through the people who use soundproof uh, soundproof <laughs> uh i'm the only person listening <laughs> listening to them okay. yeah but it's yeah i'm um i'm i'm into that record quite a bit and i know that you are obviously more into still small which i think as i said up top also a solid very strong record Mm -hmm. but as somebody who spent nearly five hours with this one record sure um and and i don't know maybe i'll go back and i'll listen to more still small and be like oh shit and i'll make a you know 180 and and like that more but yeah this this i mean altitude i have zero problems with the production, mm-hmm. I think the production is very strong. I think it works well with the style and the sound and the songwriting, and yeah. what they're what they're going for. I don't. I, I mean, I feel like you like things that sound shitty, and <laughs> and so like it's, it's punk rock, baby. <laughs> this, but he's not writing a punk rock record. Well, and like he's not though. This is altitude punk- is altitude is not. That's correct. Altitude is not punk rock. I think, but I would even, I would still say that Still Small is not necessarily a punk rock record. I think he's writing more hooky power pop songs. And yes. just because it's maybe has some more, has some faster elements and maybe nods to more nights sub nineties. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I don't think. I don't know. Like you, I I don't think a power, a shitty sounding power pop record. Like like no one throws on Elvis Costello and was like, oh, this fucking this 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 is power pop and punk because it sounds like shit. No, like Elvis Costello records sound great. Yeah, and the production sounds great, but like I'm not expecting a power pop record to sound gritty and dirty. You know? <laughs> That's yeah, I think. I mean, yes, you're correct. They're definitely power pop leaning emo more than they are anything else i mean i like I, I talked about weezer on every episode of brave Saint saturn i do think they were an influence there but they were a much more direct influence on yellow second i feel like weezer is all over the place especially on those first two albums um and fountains of wayne for sure there's that yeah there's there yeah they're on uh their band camp they they call out 
Fans of Weezer, The Posies, Super Drag, and Fountains of Wayne. Yeah, that all sounds um, right. Very yeah. hook-driven, pop-centric uh, indie rock. Um, and yeah. you know, I don't, I can't, I don't think we mentioned this that um, Adam Schlesinger of Fountains of Wayne uh, died, died of COVID, um, yeah. which is super sad. I. I'm a big fan of Fountains of Wayne. And, I, you know, we've talked about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on the pod. He wrote a lot of the songs for that, um, a lot of the music. He was just kind of a great um, pop music mind. So that is a big loss. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, so I think what I would say is, like, the vibe of Still Small in particular is kind of the more indie end of power pop versus the radio pop sound of Altitude. Um, there's a lot more of the Mogi keys that I love so much on still small. Um, and it's more that kind of Weezer, you know, we talked about the rentals with Jason, that dog, the band, um, kind of that vibe. And that's just more sort of my, my wavelength. Um, but yeah, we should say, uh, so he, you know, Scott Kerr, he was a, you know, he was the main songwriter for five iron for the first two albums and the ep and i kind of said in the first episode of the season like even though i stuck with five iron the whole time my sort of impression looking back on the whole thing was that scott was kind of where my enthusiasm for the band like was centered around in that even if that wasn't totally true you know which you know there's a lot of different people involved and musicians like I kind of associated him leaving with their sound changing. And even though I listened to those records, I kind of always thought about them as like, well, those are the post Scott years. Right. And one reason I'm really grateful for the pod and for the seasons to have uh, done a deep dive into those records. And now there's, you know, like Boogaloo is an album I love a lot. Um, I think there's plenty of really interesting stuff after Scott. And I am excited when we get to engine. Cause I think it's a, a nice kind of, mix of a bunch of things but you know he he said that his goal with this band which he formed just after leaving five iron uh 99 uh was to write good songs which are musically interesting but also accessible and i think that's definitely all over the style of these songs scott is a hook machine like the dude cannot stop writing great hooks i know right got a great ear for melodies as you said um and yeah, I mean, the, this band was relatively short-lived. It was 99 to 05. Uh, we mentioned that there was a kind of brief reunion in 08. Um, but, you know, it was more or less confined to those years and those albums. But I, I think he's got a very clear um, pop-driven, hooky sensibility that you can hear on all the projects he's been in, involved with. Yeah, I don't... I. I think that what Scott brings to the band is a serious understanding of crafting songs yeah that and like I I'm not I'm not I don't mean to I don't want to disparage I'm not like I'm not saying that anybody else doesn't have what Scott has, but Scott has something clearly special yeah. that his, his songwriting and his, he's just next level. 
Yeah. And I don't think really anybody in five iron would disagree with that statement that there's just something within Scott's brain that he can sit down and write a hook and write a melody that is just so solid that, uh, and I think to Reese's point, when we were talking about all the hype that people were in the band, were like trying to be like, all right, let's all try yeah. and figure out who, right. who's going to fill those shoes. And it's like, if that album is any indication, it's like right. trying to fill Scott's shoes and write something that like sounds cohesive. It's not as easy as maybe it seems like Scott makes it look like that he could just sit down and write three awesome yellow second records that are just like, Oh man, there's hooks galore on, on these things. And yeah. And I think, yes, Boogaloo is clearly a solid record, a, the most solid non Scott record. And of the, you know, two, I guess. Um, but in three. Well, what, so what the all the hype also, yeah. Oh well, I yeah, I guess you're right. So of the three, and yeah. yeah, but yeah, I I I just think there's just something special about what he has contributed. Yeah, and when we get to engine, I think. I think our both of our enthusiasms, both our enthusiasm for that record, yeah, will 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 come through. Yep, I agree. I think um, you know, I I I love power pop. I am more punk indie leaning than I am into straight up pop rock, which this does veer into a little too heavily for me similar to brave saint saturn sometimes um and you know i'll say like i do think that his voice is one of the reasons that i don't like altitude as much i Um, don't and i just don't understand (laughs) that i I, love i love i love his what he brings vocally to it you know i like a kind of a clear voice in my power pop. And it's, too, it's too raspy, too gritty. It is like you want you want the production to be gritty, but not the voice. <laughs> I think that he he does have a strong melodic voice, um, but I think sometimes you know he sounds like somebody who hasn't been the front man of a band, like. And I think sometimes people who hard, are not... <laughs> hard disagree. Hard disagree. I just mean that in the sense of like, I feel like for me, there's a gravitas to certain lead singers that the voice has. And I'm not sure his has that. I don't think that matters because on albums like the first couple, that's not really unusual in the indie pop emo world to have, you know, kind of a clearer voice. But I feel like, by altitude he's maybe there's a thought that he doesn't have enough gravitas to his voice so he needs to be like gruff and just that kind of this kind of singing is just not something that does it for me and so i think there's like too much affect on it there i think he strikes a better balance by engine i really like the sound of his voice on blizzards and bygones we'll get to that song but both 
on the album version and on the Between the Pavement Stars version, I think he is doing something between the sort of airier voice of the early records and the kind of overblown pop star vibe of, of Altitude. That's, that's my two cents on that. <laughs> Are you, I'm looking at my Word document, but you're probably shaking your head. Yeah, I looked at it, you know, you're shaking I'm, your head. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I, I just I just couldn't disagree more with literally all the words that came out of your face. <laughs> um, well, we should say the the uh, the first iteration of this band was Scott on vocals and guitar, Matt Wool on guitar and background vocals, and Jason Sanchez on bass and Joey Sanchez on drums. Um, and I think that is more or less the lineup that they had when they recorded June One, which was self released in two thousand. Um, I would say that I, you know, kind of like what Robert said, I like the album, but I'm not blown away by it. It's, it's fairly straightforward emo pop rock of the era. Um, but it's really got some of those weasery close harmonies that I love, um, that are more my vibe, even if the, the production is a little bit lacking on that record. Um, should we hear some of that now? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you wanted to call out... I think some... uh, Fruit Flies and Simple are probably... All right, let's let's check out Fruit Flies. I love that. I don't know, the production sounds too good. <laughs> it was a Thursday... Sounds too emo. definitely does have that earlier uh that some of that post post hardcore early yeah. emo kind of stuff that we we did discuss on the arthur episode when we talked kind of talked about early right early emo it definitely has that sort of like quiet verse loud chorus dynamic um but i just love those like chunky distortiony huge kind of like chords of the sort of 
post-punk, post-grunge indie pop era. I just am such a sucker for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it rules. Um, I also want to hear some of Simple, specifically The Bridge, which starts around 207. song rules it's great it's great those like walking bass lines yep dude knows his way around a bass part which will become evident when he joins in on bass for the reunion of five iron um correct but um yeah so that's kind of the first iteration into it not like um blown away but i will say i was surprised by that sound after having listened to altitude first (laughs) i was like oh they had an interesting evolution um yeah, you know, uh it's it's I feel like there's some strong songwriting obviously because it's Scott and I think the I think the production leaves some to be desired. I think yes. it does sound a little college band production. Yeah, for sure. It it just does not sound it, I don't know. For you, you like you, you want somewhere between too polished and also sounding shitty, but wanting it to have some polish. And I like what's this magic middle ground for you? I'll tell you, it's 2002's "Still Small," okay. which was released on Urban Achiever Records, which is an indie label. Uh, it is definitely my favorite of their three albums, um, and uh yeah okay so there's some lineup changes but i don't think significantly until 05 which we'll get to for altitude so if we want to listen to some songs from still small should we listen um, to uh should we listen to north or should we listen to lesser let's listen should we listen to lesser ones first either one of those is great let's listen to lesser ones the song rules yeah it does already into it Your size, well, I'd come, and I'm with the brain. 
that that is a perfect that is a perfect song i love it it's yep. so good there's there yeah it's it's perfect it's perfect the <laughs> the inclusion of of those little synthy keys <laughs> it's great so and, happy yeah and i knew and i knew listening to this album like <laughs> oh, this has john potter all over it bleepy, moogs, bleepy, bleepy bloopy it's got yep, you yep. know the loud quiet loud yep yep all the things i like yep yep um, um, the one thing that I, I wish this song had was they, the larger, a larger distinction between some of the, the quiet and the loud parts. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I still think it's, it's a perfect song. It's just, it's so, it's so solid. I would guess that depending, I mean, considering how altitude sounds, which is when he finally had a major behind him and probably at least the money, if not the time to, to kind of do more what he had in mind, like he would agree that maybe mixing wise and production wise, these records were not achieving what he had in mind, but I don't mind the sort of, um, yeah, I, I do think this is, kind of, you know, obviously the production here is not at the level of what we'll hear on altitude, but I do think it, it strikes a pretty good balance between that sort of college radio sound of, of what you were saying and, and where we yeah. end up next. So, Yeah. Um, see if we can f- pick out the, uh, the influence of this song. Hey, so how does it go? Your face doesn't show me whether or not you know. Stop and back up again. This mess that you're in, is it over? I heard all about everything I felt in the way I heard all about everything Will you be okay? So, you're spinning your wheels This is a Nirvana song. <laughs> My heart is broke, but I have some glue. Help me inhale. You know what? If you're going to steal, steal from the best. Yeah. Um, but it, it is funny because it does have that sort of minory, grungy sound, and then it goes into the such like sunshiny, poppy chorus. Um, yeah, it's great. The scats, scats. Uh, so good. So it's good. It's great. It's great. I love it. Um, yeah, I just, the, if you're into the vibe of those couple songs, I think you will not be disappointed at all with the with the record overall. Um, I really like the sound of this one. I, you know, as we say, and as you were saying with all these side projects we cover, I'd love to see them live now that we like can't. Yeah. Um, and I would welcome hearing Altitude songs live, but boy, I would be really psyched to hear some of these still small songs. Um, yep. So. Uh, yeah, so. uh the there was a lineup change yes between uh between still small and altitude um no longer matt wool on bass or joey sanchez on drums um instead we get our boy andy verdecchio on drums hey and uh, we got Brett Bowden and John Warren. John uh, Warren, Reliant, Reliant K, K fame, yes. uh, coming in on. And we also have uh, uh, 
Josh Hemingway on on guitar. Guitar. Yep. Um, and you know what I what seems to be the case is that John Warren would sort of officially join the band after that sort of mini reunion, and that Scott was working on a new record with John Warren. Um, but then once uh, Five Iron was coming back together, that was sort of put aside. But you know, I'd be interested to hear more about that. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the new lineup for 05. They signed to a major, Floodgate Records, um, also known for putting out uh, Insiders record and uh, Cool Hand Luke. Um, but yeah, Altitude is definitely their best known. It's on Spotify. Um, it was, I assume, it reached a level of audience that the other two did not. Um, but it was... Uh, yeah, March 8th, 2005, was produced by the band and mixed by Saki. Speaking of mixing, speaking of a mm-hmm. boy. Um, and then it was remixed and remastered in 2012, and they recorded two new songs for that version, which we'll get to. Um, and yeah, I would say that at this point, it shifts from that indie rock college end of the power pop spectrum to the more late 90s early 2000s pop rock sound and you know words like polished and overblown and overproduced uh came to mind for me with a lot of this but i will say the middle stretch i find really strong um so i'm 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 gonna be curious (laughs) to hear all your thoughts well my thoughtful thoughts are um not dissimilar to Arthur, as I said on the Arthur episode, there is not a single yellow second song that I dislike. And you, on the other hand, um, are a Debbie Downer for Altitude, (laughs) where I'm just like, keep those bangers coming. Get those bangers in my veins. Inject inject that power pop, that, that polished power pop right in. Put it yeah. in my body. <laughs> Full quote for this episode. Um, <laughs> you know, but you you alluded to my reviewing process in the first segment with yellow and green color coding, and I said yeah. there was no yellow for my Arthur. There's plenty of yellow here. I'd say it's okay. about half and half and half. Okay, um, well, still wrong, but I'll take it. <laughs> but interestingly, kind of like Arthur, I feel like a lot of the stuff that's most interesting to me about the songs that don't do as much for me are the bridges. Um. <laughs> yeah, that was that was always that was that was the joke. That was the joke I made. I made a meme yeah, <laughs> about how you're how you only like <laughs> the only parts I like are the bridges. <laughs> I wonder if there's something too sort of like emo. Hey, hey Scott, just take just take note. If you can make your songs all bridges, John would love them. Hey, that sounds nice to me. Um, <laughs> Just, just there's no intro, no outro, just straight bridge. Yeah, exactly. The intro I, is a bridge. The verse is a bridge. Hey, guess wait, wait, hold on, hold on. The chorus also a bridge. The bridge is actually a verse. Who bridges? Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bridge. I don't know. Um, the the thing that I think must unite them in my brain somehow is like that I find at least this kind of mode of emo, like just pretty boring. Like it doesn't go anywhere for verses and courses or like 
not anywhere unexpected. And then by the time of the bridge, I'm like, oh, there's actually a really interesting melody or it built to something surprising. And I think so when I'm surprised, that's usually when I like take note. So maybe that's what it is that sort of unites Arthur and Yellow Second. But anywho, we'll get to all the bridges. Yeah. <laughs> should we, should yeah, we dive into this thing? I think, I think we should. I think we should, uh, we should you know, start our descent Um, We were at a cruising altitude, but I think we should start descending into this record. Get your tray table up. (laughs) Let's let's everybody get those uh, seats in the full upright position. That's right. Uh, We are diving into Silhouette. great i and i don't know what you don't like about it because it's got it's the the way it's produced it's got two different guitar parts going fade you know faded into different you know the left and the left and the right and the guitars are still crunchy uh like the the power chords are still crunchy yeah i think it's like when there's a sort of like acoustic intro and then like silhouette oh come like, on uh, i don't know if this is for me oh what 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 i do like that central riff but i really like listen to that bass i like that bass i really like those um The harmonies rule. <laughs> You're just going to pl- play them over me whenever I want to talk about something. Yep. <laughs> Maybe you didn't hear it right, bro. Um, <laughs> no, I really like this kind of like choral keys that come in for verse two. The sort of like creepy, like, it's kind of a radio heady thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what? I like the bridge and where the melody goes and where it ends up. <laughs> yeah, this is good. I like that it builds. I, I, it's, it's great. I'm yeah. really into it. I, 
I also like the parts before and after it. <laughs> I, that's my favorite part. Uh, and that, uh, that's the other one. Uh, this is going to be a rough episode right here. No, that's great. Chance of sunrise. is my number three okay i think it's okay (laughs) (laughs) oh really oh what a surprise it's fine everything's mediocre i'm john (laughs) i like the guitar parts um guess what i like the riff and the bridge uh that leads to a build-up um oh god (laughs) yeah this is good Only, I'm only human. <laughs> I can't resist that. No, there's also a great. I love, I love the drum fill into the chorus here. Fucking rules, Andy, bro. Yeah, Andy. Yeah. Um, no, I, I have I made it clear that I don't dislike any of these songs. <laughs> like, I like hey, them. It's fine. <laughs> Meh, it's all right. I like one third of the song. <laughs> I do. I do tend to like those uh, bridges the best. Um, yeah, but the bridge only works with the chorus and the verses preceding it. That's what makes it a bridge, bro. What if the chorus and verses it makes were it a bridge, bro? Were as good as the bridge, though. <laughs> Yeah, you want to um, you want like a you want like a twenty five second song, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> is this a this a is this a Fat Records release? Thirty second songs. Uh, we're basically playing most of <laughs> of the songs at this point, so don't come after us, Floodgate Records, who are now <laughs> defunct. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, tell me more about why you like it. Um, I. I love the it's great it's and I think it starts off big and then it it's just it's so riffy and the chorus is it's just all very singable it's a I think a lot of these songs I can picture myself in the crowd being like yeah 
you know, it's great. And I think the musicianship on all of it is strong. Andy, I, I love, especially love that little drum breakdown right in there. Into yeah. the chorus. It's, it gets, me, it gets me. It gets me hyped. <laughs> Boom! Boom! Yeah. Andy knows his way around a fill. Um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like we said. I can't resist a dropout into a then coming back in like full force. I love that uh, hallmark of sort of emo of that era and I, I definitely am susceptible to that so yep I like it like it uh, forget what you've heard as apparently John has because just jump forward to the bridge or what after this one (laughs) (laughs) one uh it doesn't do too much for me i do like uh i like a nice i never have any problem with that yeah i clearly um so what is it is it what is it that you don't like what is it that it just doesn't really go anywhere for me it doesn't really kick into next gear it's kind of slower and poppier and i do like that kind of the dirty bass sound um yeah i it, i'm i don't know i guess i guess this kind of goes back to a conversation that we had earlier in the season in in you know the first season when we were talking about what makes a good cover sure and and like we were both largely inconsistent about, you know, when we talked about the, on the cover records, like what, what is it that we like about a cover? And sometimes it's like, I don't know what John likes. Sometimes he wants a dirty bass. Sometimes like, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to pin down what it is like, which is why like, I'm like, Oh man, John's going to be into this record. And then you're just like, eh, it's boring. I'm not into it. It's like, ugh. 
I mean, I if don't... you would have directed me to uh, the earlier albums, I probably you probably would have been like, John's going to like this, and I would have been like, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like it's so much... I do like a, a nice fuzzy bass, but I feel like it, the the melody, the bass line is more important to me than how it sounds. And for me, this one just doesn't doesn't really go anywhere. Um, All right. So I think if something keeps building and keeps going into gears that I'm excited by, I can get on board. And if not, I just kind of... I'm really going to be curious to to see what people think. <laughs> You know, for yeah. people who maybe haven't listened to Yellow Second much, or people who love this record, to yeah. kind of see what where they all land, because I don't know. I'm and look, I'm I'm not somebody who I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not I'm not a suck up. I'm not just saying this because you know the the band is listening. That is clearly not how we've approached. Very clearly, just go back to our first season. <laughs> yeah, you know, we don't we don't pull we don't pull punches. But I I'm just this I don't know this is hitting me right in a sweet spot for me. Yeah, yeah, I think you're you're more wired to respond to this genre generally than I am. Yeah. All right, let's move on to material. You know what I like? Yeah. I like that bridge, bro. Yeah. Gets into a nice kind of groove. All um, right. I mean, let's let's get to that bridge and then John can enjoy this episode. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like kind of a different vibe than the rest of the song? I mean, I get what you're saying about like it has to build to that. Yeah. But that that's the like the hard I, sort of like I just don't yeah. know how how you separate 
<laughs> a bridge from the rest of the song because it's because the point is that it's it's driving towards that that part of the song like i feel like the first so like the verse and the chorus of some of these sounds sort of like cold play or whatever and that's fine play <laughs> the beginning of the song sounds like yellow by Coldplay. maybe that's why they named it that after yellow second so um, so here's the thing early early cold play records like yeah there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong no. with those records also i feel like i feel like it's cold play is easy there it's 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 low-hanging fruit it's easy to shit on cold play i'm not but, even shitting on them i'm just saying like it has a pop rock vibe. But, but you were just like, the beginning of the song kind of sounds like Coldplay. I, it does. I love Yellow. It's a great song. I'm just saying like there is that comparison there. But then when it shifts into something that sounds more like the kind of stuff I'm more oh, so, into, I'm like, so oh, it's a, why didn't it's you a, just... It reminds you of a song that you love and then it gets better <laughs> is what I'm hearing you say. I think there's a lane for Coldplay and I'm there for it. But if you're hitting me with those like power pop indie punk chords later, I'm like, well, I, that's what I wanted the whole time. <laughs> so <laughs> we have a philosophical <laughs> difference yeah, of approach do. here. But see, like, I don't, I, when I listen to this record, I don't, I, I'm hearing some, some of this, like, I hear some influences of that I feel like there could be some, Jimmy Eat World or Julianne even, Theory. Or Julianne Theory, even some like uh Foo Fighters or Switchfoot. Foo Fighters for sure. Yeah. Or Switchfoot yeah. too. Like there's like that that sort of style of hooky yes. pop rock that like I'm I'm here for. Like I I don't yeah. know. I think that like there's like not every Foo Fighters like obviously Dave Grohl came out of a grunge, the grunge right. scene and and there's still some punk influences on, you know, color and the shape and, and, and everything and other in there, but like not every song is just like, I'm Dave girl. I'm going to sh- fucking shred. You know, it's well, like, it should be, well, <laughs> I think <laughs> the way I think those are apt comparisons because the way that I feel about Foo Fighters and Switchfoot and most of Coldplay is the way that I feel about a lot of this record where I'm like, it's fine it's like they're pop songs and they are fine, but they don't really get me going the way that like some of the more moogie weezery indier aspects of what yellow second does. You know what I mean? Like it just, um, it's a different lane and it's just not the lane that excites me as much. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just having a hard time. I just, I just really wanted to get to a record that we are both like, we haven't, we haven't landed. First of all, we will. Five Iron's most recent EP and LP are quite enjoyed by both of us. Uh, yes. Second of all, we're we're just on the cusp of getting to a run of songs I really like. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you mean this song here? Uh, it's a oh, contender. It's, yeah. it's a contender. Oh shit! Hello. I'm rock hard already. <laughs> uh. Yeah. What? Uh. Uh. Let's do this. Set it up. Burn it down. And in vain, the fire. 
Andrew. So you know that what is that my, is? That's my number one. That's your number one. That's a great song. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yep. Um, but <laughs> that song fucking rules. But it also, it the the chorus reminds me of Head like a hole, black as <laughs> your soul. Nothing it's wrong de- with that. It's definitely uh, Nine Inch Nails head like a hole. That, that kind of has that sort of that yeah. same sort of uh, I don't know. It it doesn't it doesn't it kind of have that same yeah. vibe too? I feel like there's you know they're different, but like as sort of producers and people with good ideas of melody the scott to trent reznor comparison is not as off as you think it might be like there's a <laughs> i don't know i think there's something there um i would like to hear you know a second cover bow down before i think that's not nice um money got to big he's got that he's got that raspy voice already <laughs> god money what was the band that we were that i always go back to as my example of this was it Arthur, it probably was, where it was like I took a couple pills tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I know what you're saying, but it's like I'm not even meaning to apply it to this song. That's just kind of the vibe of Scott's vocal energy on this record. Yeah. I feel like where it's like I'm in a real heap of problems. Um, anyway, not this song. This song is good. I would say I'm I mean, not surprised yeah. that it's your number one. It's probably in my. It's in my top five for sure. I mean, set it up, burn it down. Great, great opening lyrics. That's pretty great. Fucking rule. As soon as those keys come in in the chorus, I'm like, oh, since where have you been, my old friends? No, but it starts off that way. It starts off with since. (laughs) No, I know. I just mean like, (laughs) this is the... (laughs) Fucking rules. Crunchy ass bass with since. John, (laughs) where are you? This what is, is the first, happening? <laughs> this is the first song on the record that's like those things. And so I'm I'm super into it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean there's there's so much synth in uh in the second album of theirs and there are peaks of it here and when I get it I'm like yes, that's what I that's what I want. Yep. So this this leading up into this this run of songs that you're talking about, mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to choose three because yeah. uh, this next run of like six songs, I'm just like, it's, it's I agree. really good. And then uh, we got some surprises at the end. We'll get to Oh it. shit. Let's uh, <laughs> Mulberry. Oh yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is very switch footy. Yes. I had the same thought. Can't explain, not in disguise, but not the same. Do I even know you anymore? Do I even know you anymore? Do I even know you anymore? 
this is an honorable mention for me. Yeah, it's probably my number four. Yeah, I, I, this was in my top three, and I was just like, ah, I don't know. It's, it was really hard, but yeah. it's, it's just such a. Do I even know? It's so singable. Yeah. It's it great. Is, yeah. The harmonies rule. The, the. It's the everything. Everything about it rules. I'm with you. I agree. It also gets to a very rocking place by the bridge. <laughs> Close up that pit. Thank you. We're Coldplay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean, though. If you could get to that part, I'm like, I don't want any Coldplay in here. Just this. Um, Yeah. No, it rules. This is a great song. Yeah. Into it. Uh, Some other way. Slow down. Yeah. I like it. It's got a Beatles thing going. Yeah, for sure. Beatles. <laughs> Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. <laughs> yeah, love that. Taken back by some other way till I've another one. Still, it's unnerving the small force today. Can I say I'm numb? Overhead, the greatest moment has come, but has flown too high to be of use to an ordinary man, even one who tries. And All those little, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, those this the things that like make give it a little uh, texture. I guess yeah. is the word I'm yeah. looking for. It just it all it all takes it to an, another level. Totally, yeah. This is a top three contender for me. I, yeah, I really like it. It's um, yeah. And for some reason, it's not on Spotify. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Is it uh, cover? What's the secret here? Uh, I don't I think don't so. No. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I like the style. It adds a different energy. I think it falls in just the right place um, in terms of album chronology. Um, I kind of it's got more of those kind of like Radiohead, OK Computer era like choral keys. Um, and yeah, I think maybe similar territory to Blizzards and Bygones potentially um, lyrically. Um, you know, toward the end he says. Hope that it might return, though by myself I could start up a fire. The flames would no longer burn. Um, I don't want you know. I don't want to say I'm reading too much into it, but I do feel like that it's kind of a similar vibe of like hopefulness that this could still happen, um, but expecting not to be able to get it to that place, which could apply to any number of things. Um, but I think especially on like blizzards and bygones, it's about faith and i think that could be the case here so you know something that i appreciate about scott is that on five iron records you primarily heard him as far as like his songwriting and and Mm -hmm. writing the melodies 
but come into the yellow second he's not only bringing the melodies and the songs but he's also bringing the lyrics so i and i think it it shows that he has the capacity and uh the ability to strongly achieve both yeah that he's successful in both song and lyrics right yeah i'd say they're definitely mostly emo in the sense of sort of being about longing or hope or you know misunderstanding or relationships not working the way one would hope um i mean they all can't be american kryptonite (laughs) it's true yeah (laughs) uh that is correct i no, i i you know i keep talking about engine million plots which we should save but i do you know it having heard those early five iron records and then this long stretch of no scots and being on the edge of getting back to the five iron area where era where he comes back and and hearing this stuff now it's hard not to think about how it would sound when he got back together with the band um, and I love the sort of energy that he brings with like um, songs like this, like you're saying um, the energy is a, is a distinct energy from other five art songs. Um, and that one feels very personal from him um, in the middle of other five art songs, uh, blizzards of bygones does. So anyway. Yep. Uh, gravity boots. <laughs> my number three yeah it's maybe my number four this is in my honorable mentions it's it's so good it it was in it was in contention so hard especially because of those those sort of out of this world style synthy keys i don't know if that's keys or a pedal or both i don't Um, know either because by the time it's over it sounds like the guitar it's like but i don't know uh whatever it is it is working for old johnny because <laughs> i i like the verses fine but by the time we kick into the chorus and that like the pedal and the keys whatever it is come in on the chorus and the bridge i'm just like oh that's me and the guitar line or the synth line keeps ascending i'm just like oof yeah i i agree this one kind of shifted around came on and off my list but that part I just can't. And there's. 
great. That sounds it, so much. It, yeah. I gotta say, what's the that? What's that? Uh, what is that sort of that kind of set that that machine called where it's got that like a theremin? Yeah, a theremin. It's it got definitely a, kinda... has a theremin vibe. That's why I'm like, I can't tell if it's a, a synth, a particular synth line, or if it's just a pedal, like some specific. You're, you're not into the nananas. I like them as an idea to have in the song. It's the delivery that bothers me. And this is gets back to how he sounds on the first two albums versus this one. I have no problem with the da na 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 na, but the like da na 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 just bugs <laughs> me. But I do like it as a melody. Hmm. Number three, <laughs> uh, honorable Minch. Yeah. Uh, seed. Hey. Cool. Be cool. My number two. My number two also. Yay! Yes. No, I love it. Um, oh man, there's, there's, it's so great. The bass is so good. The build up to the chorus is so good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, lyrics? This sounds like a yeah, some sort of crumbling relationship. S- or yeah, I think so. I tried to make sense of it and I was like, is there a metaphor of the band? Yeah. Something beyond just a relationship. You know, this is the, the parts where it, where it says um, broken heart and broken will, and you're not broken yet, but still disappointed. I confess, but I don't love you any less. Um, yeah. And I can't help, but think about, I mean, let's just let's just get emo. <laughs> like, I can't help but think about my 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 marriage. You know, like, mm, yeah. Uh, do you wonder is it too late? Was it worth it? Was it so great? Do you wonder how different everything might have been and could it be again? I'm not saying that I want to, you know, get back together or anything. Mm. But what I'm saying is like those sorts of questions. Yeah. Uh, like about like the what ifs. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Those are I think those are the questions that I hear. Like, was it worth it? Was it great? Yeah. You know, could it be, you know, it's just those sorts of things when you look back on things that and and I don't even I, I I'm making a point to 
I'm, I don't talk about my marriage as a failure because I don't see it as a failure. Yeah. Um, but the things that didn't work out the way you thought that, that they would have, you, right. you start to ask some of those like large existential questions about, about how things went wrong and, and your sort of, the bigger picture of I, I don't need to go yeah. but this is when I when I listened to this song that was the sort of like the emotion mm. I locked in on yeah no I think that's that's totally right it, it's certainly a look back at a relationship that didn't go the way it was expected to but it's not a bitter recounting which is event. which is why I think it works yeah. for me <laughs> yeah totally. but I don't love you any less is part right. of the you know yeah um yeah I mean and then musically just like having that pedal keys sound back in this one is great. Like you said, dropping out into the chorus and then again into verse two. Um, there's some great organy keys on second verse. Um, yeah. And there's a great guitar solo with that pedal sound again. Um, yeah. I just, I, yeah, really into this, the sound on this one. Yep. Fall out of line. fuzzy bass on this record it's all over the place i'm here for it yep um yeah i like this one a lot i i think the chorus is really good by the time he gets to the like come on up why are you waiting i'm like okay i'm in yeah that just puts the extra frosting on top yeah it's an honorable mention for me yeah i i like it a lot um should we just move on to hello to never let's do it Goodbye to what if hello to never So long to someday too Just dig a hole and put my coffin under How many times have I tried to sever How long until I'm through But if I let go, I know I'm Oh, wait, I don't know. 
I think this song is the closest to the the Arthur song about taking pills. <laughs> yeah, I, I was even going to say something in the beginning because the vocals at the beginning are so <laughs> in line. No, with that, it was, but... it's not a. It's not Arthur. It's uh, I think it's um, tumble down. I think it's tumble down. I think it might be. Yeah, whoever it is. Yeah, it's just the vibe of this. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, just dig a hole and put my coffin under. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty emo. <laughs> totally. Um, did you ever see A Mighty Wind, the Christopher Guest movie? You know, I I haven't. And I feel like, you know, now that... You would, you would love it. Um, but there, there's a, a running joke in one part that <laughs> the character that Eugene Levy plays <laughs> gets more and more depressed and all his album covers. One is called Cry for Help and the next one is called <laughs> calling it quits and he's digging his own grave <laughs> anyway that's pretty good um emo uh yeah i don't know i uh i don't uh, it's it's pretty good the song um there's some moogie keys that come in uh, in the bridge and toward the ending that i i like more but i don't know it, it's a big cookie there we go i like that like those harmonies yeah it's a real swing for the fences big pop song and it's fine <laughs> all right so i've i've said my number my my top three have you you've only said two and three you two and three all right so waiting on that old, number one from old, old johnny mystery. potts all That's right I'd say this is pro- probably for me the weakest song yeah. on the record. I do think the melody of the chorus is pretty, but yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just sort of driving myself crazy <laughs> because I can't think of that tumble down song. I've literally Googled it so many times that there's I no record of it. I can't. We're just gonna have to go back and listen to some of those episodes. Like, am I getting the line wrong? But I'm pretty sure it's took a couple pills tonight. I think it might be on one of the like EPs, like the early ones. 
I took a gang of pills tonight, but nothing seems to make my head right. I took a gang of pills. A gang of pills, which is not a thing, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it is tumble down. Bad news. Bad bad news. I think this is one of the songs that we said sounded like it could be on uh, before everything and after. Yeah, right, right, right. That sounds right. And then we made jokes about doing like a country version of Kings of Hollywood, I believe. <laughs> oh boy. Good times. We're getting back into the old MXPX days. What song are we doing here? What, what <laughs> Imaginary we... Friends. All right, Imaginary Friend. <laughs> I like those guitar parts and the verse. Um, I think the chorus is fun. Has a nice, uh, pretty piano outro, which would have been the close to the 2005 original version of the album. Great album closer. Yeah, for sure. Except this Except, is a re-release. So yeah, those so bonus tracks. So you got those that that John Potter fake number one. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was gonna say that I didn't want to give it away. But I'm like, <laughs> is this a cheat? I'm not sure. I mean, it's sort of like you know we talked about on the end is here live <laughs> right. album. Is that where a it's cheat? Like, <laughs> I like right. to cheat. Yeah, the cheater. 
So that is for Jonas, which is not my number one. Uh, although I do like it, but I like the 40 seconds at the very ending <laughs> the best. <laughs> like the last stretch uh, really gets rocking. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do I'm, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a John Potter cut of this record where it's <laughs> 11 minutes long. Well, let's hear this. Let's and, hear and this it's just ending. Just the bridge and ends. You're gonna agree with me about the ending of the song. Wait for it. I've listened to five hours. <laughs> I've listened to this album like a million times this week. I think uh, that seems to be a theme for me with a lot of the songs that I'm not as on board with is like by the ending, it really gets into a groove that it's built to, which some might say requires uh, other parts in order to build to that place. I say just go right to the part that I like. Um, anyway, that's not my number one. Guess what my number one is? Um, the last song on the album in the moment. is with me on this being great no it's i think it's great um i feel like <laughs> the i have the reverse feeling about this song where it's like mm. oh man the the intro rules yeah. <laughs> and then like and then i feel like the rest of the song is like a straight up great yellow second song like sure. like all the rest of them but it's only because you really are into that. <laughs> I just like, I can't resist it. I love. I know it so you can't much. resist it, but <laughs> but it's like it's only because it's at the beginning that it starts off. If if it were the bridge, you'd be like, eh, it's fine, <laughs> but it's the bridge. Tell I me let, I'm wrong. Tell no, me I mean, to I'm face my face that I'm wrong. <laughs> I think what might be different is like I feel like that part drives the whole song. Like it just keeps it going. It comes back in with the chorus. 
um, I don't know. I, I kind of resisted letting this be my number one, both because I wasn't sure if it was a cheat to have a bonus track that came out seven years after. Um, and because it is, it's pretty poppy. Like we said, um, I think there maybe are some more interesting things happening, uh, songwriting wise in my other top two, but I just can't, I cannot resist that synth part. It rules so hard and building a song around that works great for me. So yeah, I'm curious when that was written, whether it was, uh, I believe, album, I believe but, they recorded new songs in 2012 or whatever okay. when they did the re-release. So it must have been in that same era you were talking about where there's shows and they were thinking about reforming. Um, so that's that album. <laughs> we had a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, we did. I have complex feelings about this band. Some some really high highs for me and some parts I'm not as into, but I'd I'm really glad to have listened to them and I, I love a lot of it. So I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear what people have to say as well. Yeah. I, I also want to know what, what people think, whether, um, you know, it's interesting because I think you and I like Arthur fall on different sides uh, of this, of the band and i feel like you know i think with five iron fans if you're a five iron fan you're just like you're all in but like i don't know maybe with roper brave saint saturn or yellow second or you know maybe people because they're so they're so different than five iron um yeah i am curious who people are mostly going to align with if people will be like that's fine like you or if people are like Altitude rules, Scott rules, these albums rule. But I do feel like uh, I, I really want to go back and give still small. Yeah. Because uh, since I listened <laughs> as I was, because I was preparing for this record mostly. And then, so uh, I do feel like that record is exceptionally strong. Yeah. I look forward to returning to it regularly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know uh, your thoughts. We are curious to hear them. You can do that at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a rating or a review. We will read your review on the pod. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 877-MAGPOD. <laughs> Join the ever-growing ranks of our Patreon punk army at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. Check out some of that sweet new swag we got over at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Andrew, you want to you shout out that mug real quick? Oh, man, yeah. I, got, I ordered myself a mug, uh, a newest podcast ever mug that came in the mail today. And boy, John, I have been super happy with the uh printful which is the 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 company that is doing the production of our merch and they they i feel like everything that they've done i have been super super happy with and uh the mug came today as i was saying and the colors are super bright yeah and the graphic is really clear and uh, I was I was super thrilled. I was like, oh man, this looks so great. So 
I know that there are some orders out there. Um, Thank you. One of the things should you order from, from our store is because of the pandemic, they uh, have noted that they are behind on some of the, on some of the processing. So some of the stuff is taking a little bit longer than usual to get out, but it will get there. Uh, so just be, be patient. It may take uh, a few extra days to get it to you. Yeah. I, we've got a dope new hoodie in the shop. Get some, get some cool items. Check them out. I feel like we've heard nothing but good things from folks when they get them about how good it actually looks and yeah, yeah. how the material feels and all that stuff. It's, it's not uh, cheap stuff, but it is affordable. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Always the salesman. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank you to Shadow Producer Jason at Unoriginal Vinyl and thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios and Danny Leary for our artwork. Well, time is winding down, but only for this episode. We want you to be found and join the next episode when we'll have a very special guest. Hello. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Took a couple pills. Tonight, a gang of pills. Set it up. Burn it down. Opened up that pit tonight. Opened up the pit tonight. Oh, boy.